This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. It is Wednesday, which means it is the mailbag edition of the show. Scott Branson back with you. Mo Moten will be back next week. Send him your best so he gets healthy. He's drinking a lot more avocado smoothies, eating that mint chip ice cream. He's he's getting better. He's getting better, folks. So so hang in there with us and hang in there with Mo. He'll be back soon, uh, and we appreciate it. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter, SNB Today. Also, you can follow me. You can see on the screen right there. It's the other way. See, I'm looking at myself on a monitor, like on the YouTube. It's like, I get it. anyway, um, LV Gully is my handle on Twitter. Also, follow Mo at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. That's Mo Moten. We appreciate it. We love interacting with you guys in social media. Also subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and subscribe here on the YouTube channel. Hit the notifications bong bong bell. All right, we're going to get right back into the question. Our good friend, Pastor Mike, who is also in the Silver and Black Today Fantasy Football League, who I heard is led by one team, the first place team. Hmm. Hmm. Gullies, Gashers. Yeah, that's right. You're looking at the guy. So, uh, but the league getting a lot more competitive. My good friend, uh, um, also Kelly Kreiner, Evan Neal's before Zod is coming up on my tail. He's a couple uh, couple losses behind me, a couple wins behind me, uh, but it's tightening up at the league. We'll have to talk about that, but I keep getting feedback from you guys. You don't want to hear about our league. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But anyway, Pastor Mike's, Mike says, hey guys, do you think this is Cars last season with the Raiders. All right, Pastor Mike, thanks. I said it in the last segment, I'll repeat it, um, but I just do. I do think it is his last season. And I've seen staunch Derek Carr supporters that I've interacted with for the last five years who, all, who, who say, not all, but who say, you know what? I love Derek. He's been great for this franchise. It's just time to turn the page. Nine years, all the dysfunction, all the coaches, all the players come through the roster. He's been a great, dutiful guy, but we need to shake it up. And I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, you heard Vic from L.A. in the last segment, too, ask about him being uncomfortable in Josh McDaniel's system. And I think that's true, too. And so I, I think that it, you just come to a natural time. And this team has to build for the future. If you think about where the Raiders are, can they be better next year with a lot of roster turnover? Yes, they can. 
It's hard to get worse. And if they do that, then they can call it a rebuild or call it a construction or a build, whatever they want to put lipstick on a pig, you know, that it doesn't matter, but you try to get back to a point where you're really competitive next year, the final year, you're a playoff team and the year after that you're contending. So you're talking three years in three years, Derek Carr's do- contract is done. So if, even if you kept him around, then it, he's done. So why would you do that? You have to build for the future. Even if that includes taking some pain, you're going to have pain anyway, but you need to get a quarterback on a rookie contract. The most valuable thing I say all the time on the show is talent in the NFL on a rookie contract. Do you want to pay Derek Carr $40 million next year? Mm, I wouldn't. I think it'd be a terrible decision by the front office. And that's not, that's not me slamming Carr. It's just a business decision and where your team needs to be in three years. You need to free up more money to build your roster because of drafts, which we have a question later I'll get to as well. So to do that, you have to say goodbye to guys. I think Darren Waller's gone. If they can get trade value for him, I would have traded him before to the Green Bay when they had the chance. Uh, but, but now that he's fallen out of favor, reportedly, he could be gone. Max Crosby's not going anywhere. You keep him. Chandler Jones, you can't get out of that contract. You're done. You're eating it, man. So you got to keep him on the roster and hope that he finds it. So, so yeah, I think all that added together means Derek Carr is in his last season. So, Pastor Mike, thanks again for the message. All right, we then move on to a, another one of our great loyal listeners, and that is Gary Harkin-Reader. Gary says, can the Raiders renegotiate any of their high-priced player contracts? Do you think the remaining home games will actually turn into away games? Will fans sell their tickets? And that's Gary Harkin-Reader. Gary, my friend, thank you as always. We appreciate the kind words that you send us all the time as well as your questions and comments. So I'll take the first part of that question. Can the Raiders renegotiate any of these high-priced contracts? Who would do it? Who's going to renegotiate their contract? And why would you? You cut Derek Carr loose, you trade Darren Waller, you got a lot of room. So I don't think they renegotiate any of those contracts. Chandler Jones, if he really does have an awful year, remember, why would he do that? You know, why would he renegotiate his contract? Especially if he's if he's done and he can't play anymore, even more reason not to renegotiate because you won't get another contract like that again. So I don't think they're in a position to do that. I don't think there are any players on the roster uh, and Devontae Adam just got his deal. Could he restructure his deal? Yeah, but what for what? If you if you jettison Carr and Waller, that frees up quite a bit of money. So I just don't think they do them. Now, the question will... Oh, by the way, the Waller contract is just... I don't know what to say. I'm not here to just say we told you so, but we told you so. And we talked about it a lot on the show. If you listen to us, you know Mo and I did that. But anyway, uh, so the games... Will Raider Nation abandon the games? I've heard a lot of fans, at least in my small circle of people that listen to the show and comment to us in social media, both Mo and I, a lot of people like Vic before you talk about boycott. Well, boycotts, you know, there's no such thing as a boycott. You just don't go. You just don't spend your money. Doesn't need a boycott. Just don't go to the game. Um, Will there be attendance fall off? So, yes, will more fans sell their tickets? 
because they don't want to go because they've lost interest because the Raiders are not doing well? Perhaps. I think there'll be a certain percentage of that. But remember, the game itself is sold out. They've sold out all tickets. So there are tickets out there. And if I'm a Raider fan and they're playing the Broncos or the Chiefs or whoever, you can get fans will come in and buy the tickets from you. So we'll have to see what they do. And I wouldn't be, hey, it's ca- it's capitalism, baby. If I'm not going to a game, I'm not going to eat my tickets or spend the time that it would require for me to make sure it's a Raider fan. If somebody's going to come to me, I'm going to sell my ticket. But we'll see. So I don't know really what to say with that one, Gary. I think there's a possibility you could see more visiting fans in Allegiant Stadium over the tail end of the season because of how they've played. Now, if the Raiders can string together a couple wins, they can beat the Broncos, start to do some good things and look better, then I don't think it happens as much. But we'll see. Gary, as always, thank you for your question. We appreciate that very much. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done it, wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're going to go on to the next question. This is from Jordan Ford. Jordan, thank you for your first question to the show. He says, hey, guys, love the show. Just call me Jay. I was curious if you could answer this question. Why does some part of Raider Nation get ready to fire McDaniels and not give him a chance when these exact, exact same people were super upset with Gruden in his first year, but still willing to give him a chance? I know it was he traded away his group and added, traded away Cleo Mack, obviously. However, that should grant the fans a little bit more leeway to the new regime, in my opinion. It was a coach that didn't have an ego extend an old regime's core rather than a tear it down a la Gruden era, and things just haven't clicked. I'm not saying this is like, I'm not upset. I just don't know why they don't get the same leeway. Thanks for taking my email. Jordan, there you go, talking sense again. <laughs> but you bring up a good point. And, and I've been critical of Josh McDaniels. He's deserved criticism. But you're right, he's in his first year. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the answer to this, why this is happening, why they don't give leeway. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Gruden had a mythical aura about him because of his first run with the Raiders. It was unfinished business. So Raider fans really, he could do no wrong that first year. Josh McDaniels, good base of the, the, the Raider Nation fan base, didn't want him as coach, number one. Number two, uh, the expectations set for this team were so out of whack. And I'm guilty of it, too. Mia culpa. I did it, too. I thought they'd win 11 games. Boy, do I look stupid. So Mo had him at 10 games. So I think fans are more disappointed in not giving the leeway because they really thought this team was going to be better than last year's team. Simple answer, right? So, so to me, that's why they're not getting the leeway. But all it takes is watching this team play and then thinking back. It's sort of like if you've ever seen the movie Usual Suspects with Kevin Spacey at the end when they realize that his whole story was just pictures on a board that he was using to reference and create a story as he went along. 
we go back now and I look at it and I said, this team has no offensive line on the right side. This team is weak up the middle on defense, has no defensive backs except for Nate Hobbs, who's out. Signed some veterans to help back there, a stop gaps, and they've done okay. Meek Robertson's done great. No linebacking core. Denzel Perryman, great year last year, been injured a lot this year, not the same performance. Blake Martinez brought in, retires. <laughs> um, offense, this is where everybody got excited in the offense. But Derek Carr hasn't been as good as he was last year. The offensive line stinks, at least on the one side at times. Hunter Renfro's not the same player. Darren Waller hasn't played. There you go. So the expectations were up here when they should have been more reserved. And so when the expectations are set really high and you just tank it and stink like the Raiders do, that's why he's not getting leeway. So I hope that helps answer your question because that, to me, that's the answer. But I will say this. To me, you have to give Josh McDaniels. Has Josh McDaniels made a ton of mistakes? Absolutely. The coaching hasn't been very good. But tell me what coach with no defense and what coach with no offensive line is going to win football games. That's on Dave Ziegler to a certain extent. But more so, it's on John Gruden and Mike Mayock. Yes. This roster was left without talent. It was a blank cupboard. The bad drafts have killed, killed this team. Killed it. Franchise. That's the problem. That's all you have to look at to understand why the Raiders are where they are. Coaching has contributed, no question. But you can't win in the NFL with zero defense and a lack of talent at key positions and with a franchise quarterback who's not playing with like one right now. Just plain and simple. So you, you, you can blame Josh McDaniels all you want, but there's plenty of blame to go around, including guys that aren't even in the building anymore. So you have to recover from that. That's why I say two to three years. Raiders can be better next year, but much better than two years after if they continue to draft well and if Dave Ziegler doesn't overspend like he has here and in New England. If he can be a little more disciplined and get the right guys in, then they can turn it around uh, pretty quickly, in my view. All right. We get to the last question for this segment, uh, and this comes from Donald Bird. Uh, and he says, hey, I'm a longtime fan. I'm just wondering when our defense is going to get called out for what it has been for the past 15 to 20 years, which is garbage. We can point the finger at Josh McDaniels, which I believe deserves a majority of the blame, along with Derek Carr, who has not been playing well and who does not seem confident. But when are we ever going to have a decent defense or when are we going to get to address the needs of our team that we've been struggling with for so many years? How long have we been needing an interior defensive lineman and it's never been addressed? That's Donald Burr. Donald, great, great, great question with many layers there. But I think it goes back to my previous answer. And I can only speak for the last five years, but John Gruden comes back and completely crapped the bed in every draft he controlled. Okay? Don't argue with me because you'll lose. If you're out there saying, oh, oh, Josh Jacobs. No, no. <laughs> you missed on everybody else. Clee Farrell, 
has turned into a good rotational player, but not a number four overall. So they've done nothing. They've done nothing in four years to address the defense. No linebackers. Did you draft any young linebackers? Oh, yes, you did. Tanner Muse. Remember when all of you were telling me Tanner Muse was going to be a good player? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bust. Special teams war daddy. So no linebackers, no interior linemen. You had Cleve Farrell. Max Crosby's worked out great. They hit on that one. Broken clock is right twice a day. He's turned into a nice player. Nate Hobbs from last year, that's Dave Ziegler's pick. Looks good. I should say Mayock's pick. Gruden's pick. But you look at the rest of the guys, they've I'm panned out. Go back to Gary on Conley. Bust. Uh, you go back to um, Jonathan Abram, who's just released. Done. So they have not done well on defense. The, the draft has killed this franchise, Raider Nation. It's a simple, that's why this team is bad. Yes, as Donald said, the coaching has not been great. Josh McDaniels has struggled. But he's going to get one more than one year to fix it. And it starts in the front office. They have got to nail talent evaluation. So we'll see. Donald, thank you for your question. All right, we're going to take our second break. We come back, we'll close out the show with the remaining questions here on Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere or I will find you. <laughs> 